This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. Boys, what can I tell you? Look at that one. <laughs> what did he say, Greg? What do you mean by beginner's luck? He quits. What? What is this? It's a brand new day and he still has a hundred centuri ducats in his pocket. I'm not going to complain because I'll bet and I have to lose my shirt in the next 20 minutes. It breaks my heart to do this, and but maybe next time I'll be down here and you guys will gang up on old Padini. What do you say, huh? Uh, what? Oh... Oh, yes. Oh, there you are. There you go. You caught me just in time. I was um, <laughs> making my uh, extra payday, as it were. Greg, go cash us out. Go. Go, Greg. I'll run the recorder. You go. Go. Now, you're coming for more, more stories. Good. So, last we left things, it was a very strange time, as both Ty and Duli had been doing some investigating, looking for... Technomages and the possible route to the drug called Amber. And they had met uh, some good, some bad. They had met the archaeologist teams who were looking for Technomages. And they did find other people who might have led them somewhere, but led them nowhere. They did, however, lead them to Duli, applying for more money and finding out that she could have all access to her entire account from where she came from. But it would inform the authorities that were looking for her, that she was on board, and that she was now wanted for murder. That's right, murder. Oh, <laughs> you can't have a good story without sex and murder. And I'm not allowed to bring in one of these into this story just yet. So, here we go. So today, we start off where we left off, where Tai and Duli had to discuss, what about the murder? Wait, one kind of murder? Well, it's apparently added to it. Yeah, you're not familiar with that at all. I look wildly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> who, who am I supposed to have murdered? <sighs> that would be a royal prince of the uh, Shilassian Empire. In other words, one of the people you were uh, uh, looking after for a possible link to said substance apparently showed up dead somewhere, and they blame you. Nice. Well, I cruise along. After, I mean, I assume I go home and change or something because it's been a while. Oh yeah, you probably you want to get I, like. Go ahead. No, you're good, man. Go ahead. Okay, so so you go home. If you want to go home and change, that's probably. If you want to get some rest, you're welcome to. You know, you guys have been doing a lot of drinking. Let's not lie. If you just want to crash, that is perfectly fine too. Mm, no, I go home and change, and then I cruise back along to Mirkarat and Dooley's quarters. Hmm. Knock. I assume I don't have any way to let myself in, but I just knock. Okay. Well, you use the door chime. It's like, okay, you get back, you again, fresh suit, probably, you know, clean up a little bit, and then and come back. Uh, Dooley, when you come back to write your report, you find Mirgrat zonked out. 
She sleeps mm. underneath her uh, reagent table right now. Uh, I, I thought she took over the closet. Yeah, but that's her main sleeping area. But apparently, she decided it was while her uh, experiment was Far working. She she just kind of said, "Oh, I'm tired now," and slept under the table. Okay. But you make your report. You go back to the communication station and send it off for you. Again, usual 10 credits. No problem. All right. I still like 200 in actual cred chip. Which, again, are perfectly viable currency on board the, on board the vessel. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll head back, and, and I don't expect a response, but, you know. Okay. So Ty shows up after you return. What are you thinking at this moment, Dooley, as in the... Now that you've gotten interesting revelations about what's going on, what are you thinking? Well, I'm kind of stuck because I don't really have a way to spend a thousand dollars without being or thousand credits without being arrested. So I'm not sure where else to turn for information on who potentially is making this. I think the best thing would probably to go back to steerage and kind of hang out and look around. Okay. Well, while you're pondering all this, Ty returns, much, you know, cleaned up, changed of outfit, chimes on your door. I'll go open it. Hey there. Hi. Can I come in? Oh, yeah. Uh, Miagorat is sleeping, but quite frankly, I think we could do a lot of things in this room and she wouldn't wake up over it, so. I'm not planning to be loud, so I'm sure it'll be fine. I like kind of strolling. Just, oh, I go ahead. I, I'm kind of stuck with my whole investigation thing. Maybe you're right, and the Technomage was a dead end, but that was the only end we had. So, well, first of all, it's not. Second of all, I hear you're a drug dealer. Yeah, she, yeah <laughs> she's she's kind of clicking her teeth and looking at the ceiling and like. Te- well, I guess technically yes and technically no. Well, your Let's wanted poster say- says you're a drug dealer. You can see how I personally would find this a little suspicious given that I am caught up in what appears to be drug dealing that appears to have quite a lot to do with you who appears to be a drug dealer. <clears throat> I was charged with finding the source of this drug. Mm-hmm. I got in a little trouble. Mm-hmm. Pissed off the Centauri. Indirectly, may have a member of my team may have caused the death of quite a few Narns because he hauled off and hit one of the Centauri. Hmm. And as a result, I'm still in trouble. I was hoping that after a year and having found some more information about this drug, that it would right itself, but it hasn't. So you're not a murderer. Or are you a murderer? No. I won't tell anyone if you are. No, (laughs) I am not. And I don't really know. I mean, I know the person that they're referring to, but I I didn't realize they were dead. And I'm not sure how they became dead. So, well, fortunately for you, go ahead. Look up. Hold hold on a second. And I go to the nearest uh, console Mm -hmm. and search news articles on the person that I supposedly killed? Okay. From what you can see... Oh, wow. Okay! Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is definitely not going to make Ty more suspicious. So apparently, it was found that your associate had died. The, the royal prince had died in a manner most people associated with your particular party style. When you were out and about, you used to do certain things that were notorious because you were essentially a play being party animal. You know, and that was your masquerade. And I was right when I was in school, and I traveled about with various people and went places. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, your signature drink that you used to get, which is apparently a very unusual drink at the time, was found poisoned. But not just poisoned with the, oh, this this will kill the person. Actually poisoned with a memory drug. This particular memory drug has two interesting benefits, depending on how it's mixed. One, it acts as a retcon. Basically wipes your memory of a certain event, and just you cannot remember it anymore. The other one, uh, by the way, that's that, that I can't remember anymore, essentially puts a memory cap on it. Other one allows for suggestions so that a person can whisper into the ear and create new memories. You know, essentially it's the, like the retcon is like, you know, oh, that didn't happen. This is the way it happened. And then they'll believe it. And then their memory will come up with the memory to go along with that belief. There was apparently an overdose of that narcotic in the drink. And as far as anyone can tell, it was some sort of botch where they gave the drink to somebody, believed to be a Narn, believed to be you, in the hopes of doing a little rewiring and reworking, uh, possibly for their own benefit. That did not go well, and in a Princess Bride-esque fashion, uh, both drinks were so heavily medicated that when the Royal Prince ingested it, he lost all memory of who he was, where he was, what he was doing, and what age he was. So, he, so this is a personality murder, not a physical murder. Oh, no, it's a physical murder because when they did try to repair the damage, he was so traumatized, he ended up killing himself. So the local Shalasan Empire, which does not see such activities as a fault of the person, but a fault of the person who did it to them if you'll excuse the phrase, kind of like how I've had a friend of mine in the Saudi royal family. There was a guy like 150th uh, uh, in line for the throne, so technically a royal, but not really. He was found drunk, high, two things which are capital offenses in Saudi Arabia. He had a stolen car and he had crashed into a telephone pole. The person who installed the telephone pole was exiled from Saudi Arabia forever upon uh, upon pain of death. Why? Oh because uh, since God was always on their side, the person who did the problems could not be the one at fault. The person, who, however, however, who dared to install a telephone pole where the guy was going to drive into it was at fault and had to be punished. That's okay, you. so I'm kind of, yeah, I'm skimming through this article. I'm like, wait, what? I don't remember. And how? I, hmm. Do I remember the last time I met this person? Yeah, yeah, you do. He was drunk, really drunk. Uh, he admitted that he had some sort of con- uh, 
genetic disease that he, one of the reasons he partied so hard is because he, you know he's he doesn't know how long it lasts. He doesn't know how long everything else has gone on. So he's just going to enjoy himself. He was also one of your contacts for finding uh, the local dealer for Amber and a couple other narcotics. The man knew his narcotics like 10 days to Sunday. Might have all been a, a pharmacologist. And yeah, let's just say made a severe pass at you. It did not go well. So you're not technically murderer. I get it. Not technically murderer under the eyes of Narn. Not technically a murderer under the ISA, but he's technically a murderer in the Shalassan Empire, which has enough uh, pull because it was a royal prince to uh, make the charge stick within Nar- the Narn regime. So because of the quote-unquote embarrassment this causes the Narn regime, they had just applied it to you in hopes that this would get you back to base faster for your inevitable punishment for all the drug-related crimes and uh, lives you have destroyed uh, over the course of the several years. Well, it's a good thing All you're right. paying me fourteen grand to stick <laughs> around. <laughs> no, technically, I'm not paying you, but yes. Close <laughs> enough. I don't really care where the money from comes from. Well, what I was going to say before you went off on this Technomage thing is that someone's shipping things in, someone's shipping things out, and someone's smuggling things And the obvious place, I would think, to start asking about these things would be at the docks, not looking for space wizards with IPX people in the casino. But you didn't ask me, so there it is. (laughs) I hope you didn't lose too much money to those guys. They are literally worse than I am. That's saying a lot. (laughs) For now. Yeah, I didn't lose a lot. All right. um, So. Encouraged by the hour. Yeah, they do. Do you know shipping people here on this ship, or...? Well, I am a pilot. Yes. And I do fly ships. Would you mind going down with me to... I don't know wherever shipping and receiving is on this ship. It's got to be a place, yes? Well, Not at all. You are paying me fourteen grand, And I do owe your passed-out friend under that table... I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, the table um, has blinking lights and it's doing something, so I'm assuming she's resting in between readings of some sort. Mm-hmm. Whatever statistics and, and uh, scans and letting the computer run evaluations, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, let's let's go see if we can find out some more information then. Why not? Off we go to the space docks. Uh, You should probably let me do most of the talking here because hmm, you are a wanted murderer. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? You you can stop saying that out loud. Um, (laughs) And yes, technically, but also this is your expertise and not mine. So, Got no judgment from me. <laughs> no judgment. Why for do I not believe you? <laughs> Ty's notice skill is so low, not because it isn't a class skill, but because she makes a living out of not noticing things. <laughs> well, I'm going to take all the documentation that I received from that fax back and just stuff it in my carry all and leave it in the room. Okay. Oh, you're not going to carry around your wanted poster, I'm assuming. <laughs> No, and I'm wondering. 
Okay, just for the record, Dan, huh? this is not what I envisioned for my character. When I... <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so I'm wondering if I should take a few moments to... Isn't there like a disguise or would that be bluff? No, there is a disguise check. It's Stop under... It's uh, actually... I, I... Was it bluff or... No, it's, it's something else. It's not subterfuge. It's uh, subterfuge is sabotage and sleight of hand. I believe this is under bluff. Check here. Uh, nope, nope, not bluff. I've seen it. Give me a second. I'm aliens, I've seen it. It's under intrigue. That's what's under intrigue. Okay. So, as we wander through the ship, when we hit a market, I want to buy a few things that might help me disguise myself. Okay. Um, some general cosmetics, uh, maybe some contacts uh, or an eye patch or, you know, something. I'm already wearing clothes that are not my style, not any Narn style, because I had to buy them in a hurry. I also want to buy some perfume that will give off a vaguely unpleasant but not really noticeable scent. So it's going to be some sort of alien perfume, something that smells good to somebody else. Okay. Um, that will, for the most part, hopefully direct people away. Not quite Pacmara level of <laughs> scent, but <laughs> something that has a similar effect. Okay. If that makes sense. It, it, it's, you're not looking for, oh, dear God, what is that smell? You're looking for Axe body spray. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, okay. and, and just other subtle little things. I don't really have, I don't want to do, have this whole routine every morning where I have to dress up before I go outside. Um, but I do want to do things that will be like, oh, wait, the poster says they have blonde hair. This person has brown mm-hmm. type of thing. So, Which for the Narn is interesting because, again, they don't have hair. Their eyes are usually the same color, very red. But what is working, uh, what does work in your favor is that there are a number of costumes that you can wear, you know, essentially like the, the, the longer coat, the cloaks, which are still in style thanks to the Mimbari, uh, which uh, allow you to kind of cover up a little bit. Um, yeah, that and the scent. One of the books mentioned that Narns have a really good sense of smell. Mm-hmm. So, Between that and eye patch, a few tweaks. You know, not like a full yeah. makeup kit, but, you know, like you probably take you about maybe five, ten minutes in the same way that people you know, not necessarily dress up to go out, but, you know, do their hair and do things like that. Yeah, I uh, mean, I'm looking for, like, uh, you know, adding a few extra spots, things like that. Mm-hmm. Little details like that. Again, under general cosmetics, it's not so hard. The, the scent thing, again, not so hard. Probably the whole thing will cost you about 35 to 50 credits total because, you know, mm-hmm. some of this isn't really cheap, but it's easy enough to, to obtain. As for your outfits, if you're looking for, again, something that covers the head, something that makes you less noticeable, yeah, perfectly fine there. Uh, by the way, if you wanted to use this, uh, that would be a disguise check of a with a plus five, because these are minor changes only. You're not looking okay. like a different race, different gender, different bunch of other stuff. Right. I'm still going to need a bluff check. Excuse me, uh, intrigue check. My bad. Intrigue. Intrigue. Okay. Okay. 13. 13. Now that's with the plus five? No, no, that's just a straight roll. So 18. Okay. 
18. All right. So checking here. All right. We might qualify for a another plus two for appropriate uniform or costume. So again, if you're going to storage looking a little ratty, things like that, that's perfectly fine too. So mm-hmm. that pro- that's probably enough to put you to a 20. So yeah, again, someone looking for you will still identify you. Somebody kind of doing the, Hey, is that, eh. there is a, a book by uh, Tim Allen in which he confesses that he actually has a pair of glasses that have no prescription in them that he wears when he goes grocery shopping because he does not get, Oh my God, you're Tim Allen. He gets, huh? You know, you look a lot like Tim Allen. Yeah. And that's what you're going to do. My job a couple weeks ago and I didn't recognize him until he was walking out the door. So I have nothing to say here. <laughs> they said Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeve actually had to go to the hospital once in a Superman costume. Something happened on set and, of course, got bogged down. And he went to a restaurant in his Clark Kent uniform, and nobody knew it was Christopher Reeve. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a deal. The fact that Dolly Parton and Charlie Chaplin both did not qualify for first place for a Dolly Parton and Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. Yep. Yep. Yeah, same sort of deal. And the All great right. thing about being going back to steerage and a bunch of other places is that a lot of these people are down on their luck, so they're not exactly looking for who the other people are other than are they friend or foe. Same sort of deal. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah, uh, you get a few things you need dressed up uh, to look shabby-er, for lack of a term, and not, I am Norn! More of, eh, I work here. I'm guessing you and Ty then head down to the docks to do some discussion. Whatever they have, you know, shipping and receiving or the docks type area. Okay. Well, like a hangar. They, they have the hangar. They have uh, a couple of storage areas for uh, supplies because this is essentially a giant ship that is meant to deposit uh, supplies and colonists on another vessel as well as doing the, the run. I would look for people that she knows, possibly. So she would go to where, like, other pilots or, like, space space hands or spacers are necessarily, not, like, shipping, like, people that are driving the pallet jacks because there's no reason why she would know them very well. Okay. In this case, there is a very specific role for you, and that is going to be profession. Mm-hmm. So this would be a profession blue collar, which are based on wisdom. Yep. So, yep. I got it. I'll need, go ahead and give me a roll. Okay, 18. I'll accept that. So you head down there and start talking to the local dock workers, people who are doing the import-export. I mean, even some of the guys who do the the the, 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 the forklift operators, things like that, you can still talk to them, not as in the, hey, what's going on? What's this? It's more of the, hey, do you know who's doing uh, over here? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know the lingo goes really far. You don't look like, you know, they don't recognize you as one of the crew, but they recognize you as a fellow spacer uh, and another, you know, blue-collar uh, blue uh, jockey. So uh, they're more than happy to talk to you, especially after you start talking about essentially the troubles of, hey, did you get this? Oh, God, I had a run like that years ago. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonding over misery is a time-honored tradition. Oh, yes. But, yeah, so start investigating around a little bit. Give me a gather information check. Um, 
one sec. Let's see if I have that. It's it's something you can use on train, so there's that. Um, I think it might be called something else because I don't see it. Hmm. I have right. sense yeah. motive. I have notice again. <laughs> <laughs> investigate. I think it's investigate uh, actually. Hold on a second. Again, all these different terminologies. Damn it. Diplomacy. Uh. Investigate. Where is that? Oh, intrigue. It's intrigue. Gather information is intrigue. Okay. Yep. Oh, there you go. 23. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was it you were looking for specifically? I'm not going to directly ask them if they have drugs, if they know who might be shipping drugs, because that would be stupid. What I'm going to ask them is if they know where you might be able to find someone who ships in a small perishable food item. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. Something like that, you know, like fresh fruit. Like something that would be small and easy to, like, smuggle in, but would be pretty expensive to sell to somebody. Okay. Interestingly enough, after talking to a few people, there is definitely a, eventually one guy is like, talk to this guy, oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I get mm-hmm. you, I get you. Mm-hmm. It did say that a couple people, when they boarded, came in their own personal vessels, rather than the traditional shuttlecraft. This isn't uncommon, mm-hmm. uh, but this also, you know, again, if you find somebody on a private jet versus a 747, they're more than likely going to be carrying. Sure. Uh, um, you're like, yeah, a couple of the vessels here are actually only crew members. Captain Joan Sterenko actually has her own flyer here, as well does, you know, some of the lesser people like Denny, uh, uh, your former pilot, and uh, Rend, the other guy I used to work with. He says, yeah, there's a couple other people who uh, might be interested in fresh fruits, who may have storage for all sorts of manner of coffee and other perishables. Mm -hmm. Um, They do mention that there was one organization that had it, and they're like, look, you know, I'd love to tell you who they are. He literally pulls up the manifest, and the manifest has name redacted on it. He says, I'd love to tell you who they are. I ain't got that kind of knowledge, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of uh, groups here that uh, may have uh, what you're looking for. And he eventually kind of says, if you uh, for 10%, you quickly negotiate down to 5. Uh, <laughs> so, he says, yeah, there's a couple of groups on board with personal vessels that might have what they're looking for. One is a group that basically keeps themselves near, in, in the steerage area, not far from the main storage area in the back. Uh, mm-hmm. They set up, there's an entire office area complex set up in steerage, paid for in, and the guy says, I don't know who did it, I don't know what's going on, but whoever did it paid the designers to add it in as a hu- as a living quarters and office back in the uh, the steerage area. Like, you know, again, it's like putting in a penthouse in a, in a ghetto. Mm. Um, but it's there and it seems to be paid for directly. And whoever this is, is paid a lot. The ex says, do you have any idea how much bribery has to happen to have redacted on your sheet for who? Believe it or not, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you might. I thought you might. 
But whoever we're dealing with, it's someone who has a lot of money. Sorry, whoever you're looking for, someone has a lot of money for this particular endeavor. I wish I could tell you more. I don't know who it is, but I do know that whoever this is is probably back there, down there in steerage. He says, I can kind of... looks around. I don't go down there. Uh, I'm not big on there. There's a couple other humans I know who are. Yeah, I think I could find someone to act as a um, local guide. Wink, wink, wink. For what you might be looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have my bodyguard here. I, like, kind of jerk my thumb back at Dooley. <laughs> but, uh, Congratulations, right. Dooley. You're a bodyguard. It's better than murderer yeah. that I sort of work for. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a murderer who I sort of work for. Yep. So, you know, looking, I'm not expecting trouble. I'm not looking for trouble. But if you know some people who can point me in the right direction... I could see my way to throwing in a couple extra hundred credits for you. Oh, oh, well, I, uh, yeah, I think something can be arranged. Yeah, I think so. He says, uh, there's definitely a person I know heads down there every so often. He's got business down there. I think you may be part of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those humans. Uh, sorry, one of us humans, but I think you'll be fine. You get me? Sure. Uh, all right. So the person's name is on the wrong sheet. Uh, Benny? <laughs> Ty is just going to quit. Sorry, what was that? It's Benny. Ty is just going to quit. I swear to God. <laughs> he, the name Benny actually does come up. He says, there's one guy named Benny up there. When you immediately go, no? It's like, all right, all right. Uh, there's a woman out there uh, who I've seen go out there. Uh, a couple of people. I think they'll be able to send you out there. There's one person out there named uh, uh, Gardner Fox. He goes up and down. He and his wife put on this huge act of, you know, they bicker. This is their vacation, this and that. I've seen vacationers. I've even seen people on the rocks. I don't know what their deal is. But they ain't say what they're saying they are. You can. Uh, I don't know where to find them. But uh, I'm told they go back down to steerage every couple, uh, couple of days to uh, – peruse, like they're going through some mall or something like that. Call it a hunch. I think they're doing something back there, too. I'm not calling security, because I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. But they might have something for you. There was a, another group there. Yeah. Another guy named Alan Gibbons. He heads down there a bunch, too. Uh, you may want to take a look at them. This Gibbons guy, what's his deal? Between you and me, no idea. He keeps making deals. I think he's some sort of like mover or shaker or some guy who's hit rock bottom. I, I I don't know. I mean, for all I know, he's just some guy who just can't stop the the art of the deal. But he is definitely tries to make deals with almost everybody. You can you you note this guy. He's got this blue pendant on his on his uh, that he wears all the time. Yeah, you will not miss this guy at all. Sometimes he's seen. Well, you see. Last time I saw him, he was in a Minbari section. Well, thank you. You hey. have been much more helpful than almost anybody else. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you slap a couple of hundreds in his palm, the traditional I'm shaking your hand when I'm feeding you money uh, <laughs> way. And he's like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, 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 no problem. Just uh, if you got any more uh, questions, I can uh, ask around, talk to the crew, see what's going on. Sure, if you hear anything... Uh, Call me up. I give him my number, like my okay. 
account quarters number, phone number. Yeah, essentially. He's yeah. like, if I find something, I'll let you know. And uh, keep your coins handy. Mm-hmm. You know it. So I stroll back over to Dooley, and I don't super explain the entire conversation because that would take a long time, and Fair I enough. just can't be bothered. But I do let her know that we're looking for a human woman and someone pretending to be her husband called Gardner Box, but I have, I'm really unsure about the name, both me personally and also Taya's. Okay. Uh, the Gardner Fox was the guy's name. Her name was Julie Schwartz. Yes. Okay. And someone named Alan Gibbons with a blue pendant who sells things. So let's go shopping. We'll go shopping. Okay. I don't know where to find this guy. I don't know where he's going to be. So we may be shopping for a while. But he'll turn up eventually once they hear that uh, we're looking for him, I imagine. Oh, yeah. In this case, I'll do it. I'll need another gather information check once you head to the shopping area. Do the quick investigation and, and uh, looking around. Okay. This goes for uh, both of you, too. You want to that was investigation, you said? Uh, sorry, intrigue. Intrigue was gathering intrigue. information. Intrigue. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. I rolled very poorly. <laughs> you're getting used to your new digs, and you're also shaken by the fact that you are now an accused murderer. Mm-hmm. And you're cruising around the space docks with Ty <laughs> watching her talk to forklift drivers for, like, hours, so... <laughs> But yeah, once you start getting down below, looking for people who are making wheeling and dealing, you eventually do find Alan Gibbons. Alan Gibbons is human, bearded, long hair, but he has it styled very professionally. It does not look like a wild man. He's dressed very well, but he also has this blue crystal pendant. He looks so, you know, he's always seems to be talking to people. When you see him, however, he's talking to he's talking to an abai, one of the fish people, essentially. Looks like I have names for people. Yeah, one of the the males that was falling around the last con- uh, conglomeration that you saw earlier. Uh, but he's they're talking, and he's very ex- the, the abai looks very excited. And eventually, he looks up, sees you guys, and kind of nods to the uh, the guy with the long hair to Alan Gibbons, and says something in the abai that you don't recognize. The guy responds with a abai. Pretty easily. And then he stands up, looks around, uh, heads back, and but then he uh, but then he notices you guys very quickly. And he looks over and says, Oh, how do you do, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, uh, ladies? Uh, Alan Gibbons. I believe we've met before. We were on a interesting shuttle ride. Ah, uh, yes. The shuttle ride. Hmm. That we were so, I clearly don't remember him. Oh, well, no, no. He, he wasn't sitting anywhere near you guys, but, you know, he's keeping an eye on things. Mm. He says, uh, I'm, I saw you looking at us. I'm guessing you're either interested in myself or into my associate there, and uh, me, wanting to know, know as many people as I can here, thought I would uh, avail my services at the moment. Please! How can Alan Gibbons help you? Um, we hear that you sell some things. We're interested in buying, uh, you know, we're interested in I, buying things. You're buying what sort of things? Well, I heard you had coffee. Real coffee. I do indeed. 
have coffee. I have a special processing system that I've been able to work out for many years to keep the stuff that I have viable, not the instant stuff that we keep getting out here. Mm-hmm. But my main goal is actually deals and bargains. I am a middleman of sorts, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, people in the right place at the right time for the right opportunity. So what kind of opportunity are you looking for? Because I'm assuming you're not just here looking for a good cup of coffee. No, although we'll take that too. I kind of like nod to Dooley that this is an okay time to start talk- to talk to or an okay person to talk to. She'll explain it. She has yeah. a better command of what she's looking for than I do, I would say. Oh, I'm also right. a middleman of sorts. I understand. Please. And he kind of does the step into my office. No office there, but, you know, he's kind of shuffles yeah. you off to a, to a side. Mm-hmm. So what can I do for you? I, I kind of look back at Ty like, are you sure? <laughs> and then, I, like, do my most encouraging face. Oh, dear. <laughs> because the Carrie kind of like skulls is probably terrifying, but not yeah. so annoying to a human. <laughs> Um, I'm looking to secure some amber. It looks over. Ah, uh, I'm assuming you're not referring to the, uh, the gemstone. I, like, roll my eyes at him. Like, <laughs> obviously not, dumbass. I'm a man of many talents and people who ask for certain things. It's best to be specific mm-hmm. in dealing, in dealing with businessmen, lawyers, and demons. Always make sure that you know exactly what you're asking for. So, you're looking for amber. How much amber? How are we talking? Are you looking for a distribution right? Or are you looking for... What are you looking for? Let's say right now I'm just looking for a sample to see its strength. And if it goes well, then I might want more. And he looks over. Uh, Can I get a bluff check from Dooley, please? Wow. Natural 20. Natural 20. Dice have been liking you today. Yeah, they have. (laughs) Looks over, kind of strokes his chin for a second. You're not interested for yourself, are you? No. No, I don't really partake. So you're not interested in strength for personal use. This is for something else, for particularly someone else. So it sounds like there's another aspect here that hasn't been said yet. Please, let us talk to the quick. What exactly are you looking for? I, like, clear my throat. Like, I clearly want to interrupt. Mm-hmm. I raise a uh, non-existent eyebrow at Ty. <laughs> I'm a pilot. I don't think I need to spell this out for you. I pilot freighters. I don't think I need to spell this out for you. Actually, he looks over. Actually, you do. Now, why? I'm gonna like I said, things have to be specific. You don't want to get screwed. I don't want to get screwed. Specificity well, is the aspect here. Go ahead. Let's just say, without giving away too much, uh, we have found a potentially new market, uh, undiscovered. People that didn't realize they would have a positive reaction to the drug. Interesting. Franchising. Yes. All right. Sort of. No, yes. 
<laughs> Very well. You're interested in franchising. You're interested in aspecting. Real quick, can I get a will save from both of you? That's like my non-existent score, isn't it? That is my best one. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Once I figure out what it is. Newly got a nine? Okay. That's my worst score. 22. Okay. So, yeah. He kind of looks at Dooley for a bit, looks up at uh, at Ty, kind of nods to Ty a little bit. He looks like, you're not really involved here. I understand. No worries. He looks over at, at Dooley here. I think I know what you're looking for. And I think you're looking for more than a franchise, because I can see that in your eye. I think you want something much, much deeper than that. And I have friends who might be able to assist. What's deeper than a franchise? I'm starting to get worried that maybe he might be one of those telepaths. (laughs) (laughs) I'm slightly worried that he's an undercover cop myself, but I keep it to myself. (laughs) (laughs) He says, what's deeper? Why does anyone get involved in franchising such as this? Money, power, safety, security, disruption. These are all aspects of what you're trying to do here. But I think your route is a little deeper than that. You don't seem the usual type. Well, I, I would rather just start small and work my way up. That's why I'm just asking for a sample at this point, Doug. I want to make sure it is compatible with my potential new clients. Something can be arranged. And here's the other side of the coin. What are you offering? I like shrug it, Dooley. Like, this is clearly her problem. (laughs) Sort out, not mine. Usually, credits are the standard for this sort of thing. But how much? Mm. What was my understanding of the going rate of a cube of amber on B5? I, uh, I have to go back to check my notes. Uh, but I believe we figured out it was like 50 creds a hit. And a cube has two to three hits, depending on the person. Two to six. Two to six, okay. You know, I just, I just want a sample. So let's, let's start with 200. He, he, he kind of shrugs. If that's what you want, that's what you want. I'll see what I can arrange. And... Um, let us meet in steerage. I know a place. He uh, pulls out a card, hands it here. He puts it on the table and slides it over. He says, I know a place to uh, to discuss things in, in private terms, in, very, in a quiet situation, without disruption. Um, We've already discussed terms. I, like, well, shake my head at Dooley, like, stop. <laughs> let's say not to discuss terms, but to uh, arrange a trade. That works. Very well. In that case, he stands up. Pleasure to start doing business with you. Holds out his hand. I don't touch it. He offers it duly. I hesitate, but then I'll shake his hand. Okay. Uh, give me a will save. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. I does learn from her mistakes eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so your hand gets extremely cold for a brief minute. It's a cold that kind of creeps all the way up your arm and into your spine for a quick second. He doesn't seem to be affected, but 
you're fairly certain, you can't be absolutely certain, but you're fairly certain that there's something going on with his pendant that he's wearing for a moment or two. And then he simply nods and says, my associates will be informed of the situation and will procure the, the that which you've requested. No problem. Thank you. Hope to talk to you then. And he kind of shudders for a second and like shakes his head in a kind of cocked way toward the side there for a second. Oh, okay. That was interesting. Um, we will have what you need soon enough. I believe something can be, uh, it can be prepared. Until does then. That second, does he seem like a completely different person after he shakes his head? Give me a, a sense motive. Because that just seems really weird to me. I just like wave at him, like, all right, bye. I <laughs> <laughs> get out of her face. All right, uh, seven. Uh, you wouldn't be able to know if somebody traded personalities. It's not your forte. Does he look a little different? A little bit. You keep hearing a buzzing noise in your head, but you have no idea what the heck that's about. Uh, but as for him, he he's talking a little different, but not like you'd say, oh, new personality, so much as was he hiding a, an accent that he's bringing out now, or who knows? Okay. All right. Okay, so he gets up, he leaves, and you and uh, Ty have the, the table to yourselves. That went really well. I don't think we should go back and talk to him until Megarat is awake. I think that if we show up with any extra people, he is going to be extremely suspicious and not help us, especially if the person we show up with is Megarat. I don't think she has to be with us. Oh? I think she can just be nearby. Have you met your friend, Mirgaret? She is about the most subtle being. The and least subtle might, being I've ever met. It might work to our advantage. He might be so busy looking at her that he won't see us. Well, you're the boss. It's up to you. Well, I'll think on it. Think hard. <laughs> you know, for someone, for someone who claims or has a... A rap sheet like yours, I feel like you've never bought drugs before. It's really interesting and weird, but not something I want to know more about. Please don't explain yourself. (laughs) Yeah, Julie is like combination of looking hurt, uh, looking shocked, and then that of, but wait a minute here. (laughs) (laughs) Now what? That's a good question. Now what? Plant boss. Uh, well, if you're up to it, let's go wander steerage just a little bit. Sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> I just, like, uh, kind of shrug and go along with it. So, question, Dan. There are certain features that drugged-out people look like on humans. It's like red eyes, wide eyes, uh, slightly gaze look, glazed look, you know, things like that. Um the drug, yep. Right, depends on the drug. Um, but I imagine that on Arn, there's also a similar set. Now, some of those can be accomplished. You know, red eyes, easy enough, rub the eyes. You can get eye drops that can make your pupils dilate. Um, are there things that she could do just basically buying over-the-counter stuff that would make her look like a druggie? It's hard to say. I mean, again, 
Uh, I have to then figure out what the physical symptoms are. Uh, if it's anything like meth, where you have waxy skin and missing teeth, that takes and a that's while. only that takes a while. Didn't we decide on where are my notes? We decided what this di- drug did. It was kind of like a combination of a like ecstasy meets something that gives you hallucinogens. A- ecstasy and acid, essentially. Okay, thank you. Don't know my drugs. <laughs> don't, don't want to know how you do. <laughs> no, I'm just curious though. Um, so if there's like one or two of those minor symptoms that she can somehow mimic. You know, the, the zoned out, I'm really happy now. That's not difficult to to fake. But, you know, and and Narn normally have red eyes, so oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's, you know. But let's just say you know the symptoms, and if I can maybe make a bluff roll to mimic one or two of those symptoms. Okay. Uh, that would be, yeah, actually, is that bluff or intrigue? Yeah, it's bluff because it's disguise. We'll check it here. Nope, wait, wait, it's intrigue. Intrigue is disguise. Okay. Okay. We already did decide this, didn't we? I just had to review my notes. Yeah. All right, 27. Dear God, the dice have been liking you today. <laughs> like I said, it's not my character, Jonathan, who can't get double digits <laughs> to save his life unless he's shooting something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so once we get down to steerage, I'm going to kind of stop and, you know, put my roll my shoulders a little bit and shake out my hands and you know crack the neck and go okay and then i assume the physical appearance of someone that's on drugs fair enough I just stand there like looking like okay whatever <laughs> basically the the closest equivalent you just did was you decided to watch a lot of tommy chong and said do that so you put on a, a vacant stare kind of a dumb smile uh, and kind of with the, you, everyone knows that that person who could who looks stone on a dime, you know that kind of the, wait what? Oh yeah, man, what? You kind of did that real quick so with a decent intrigue. Basically, you you lied and, and acted into a into a state of a long term user of amber. In everything but the physical bits. I mean, you can't, like, change your skin, you can't change your eyes, but you can kind of do the attitude, the stumbly walk, the occasionally stopping to look at your fingers sort of thing. Yeah, so you kind of, you pull that off. So, yeah, Ty, you get to watch as your associate just kind of takes a Stanislavski moment. Okay, focus, character, and scene. Oh, dude, man. Oh, wow. (laughs) What? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, this hallway is like a hallway. (laughs) 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 So that's basically what you get to watch Dooley do. Dooley is a lot better liar than I initially envisioned. (laughs) But that's, that's a lot of her game, so... So yes, you start going in out of steerage, you take the train down in, and then kind of wander around. Oh, boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so you go wandering around. By the way, the three cards that came out were tipping point, plot twisted, switch sides. So... 
I is barely on their side already, so <laughs> really good. she feels like she owes Murgrat something for busting her out of jail. <laughs> that combo of things is what's making this work. <laughs> okay. Now I have to decide which plot twist I'm going to throw at you. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Basically, you wander around Steerage, you get the look of things. Steerage, again, is full of uh, a variety of different species. They're kind of sectioned themselves off a little bit, but not entirely. It's not uncommon to fe- you know, find messes of various beings together, just kind of milling about, doing whatever. And you get uh, Ty, who doesn't look out of place, because Ty isn't exactly, you know... You're, you're you're cleaned up, but you're not exactly in a in a princess dress or anything else like that. Ty is Ty, very worker related, so just kind of keeping that level. And then you have Dooley, who is doing her best to look both inconspicuous and stoned out at the same time. So again, putting on a fairly decent performance. This works. Okay. So after wandering around a little bit, you come across a couple of you know very much thug like people. Uh, wandering around. Obviously, it looks like they're keeping their own form of order down here. One of which notices Julie. He kind of approaches a bit, and it says, I could, hey, I, you I know. You were at the boss's door a couple of days ago. Uh, you still looking here? Uh, uh, still looking there, Repti? Come on, Red. Talk up. What you got? I found what I needed. Well, is that all you needed? Because I got word from various other people that you're looking for something else. So here's how this is going to work. I got things you need. The boss gets things you need. You may or may not have things we need. So you want you need? You want uh, your uh, uh, little association, as it were? Then you and I got to do business. I do stuff for me, I get you to the boss. Hear me? I look very confused. Like he's used way too many words. <laughs> he looks at you, looks over at Ty, traveling companion. I just like shrug at him and like shake my head a little bit. Like I'm just like, I- I'm not sure. I'm just here. All right. All right. I get you. But let's just, he looks over at Ty. There's a Brikiri here. Let's just say, I got a proposition for you. I got a proposition for her. You interested? Yes, no, right now. Let's hear it. Your friend here, who was uh, apparently spotted with you a bunch uh, in and around the ship, has been down here asking about a couple of things. So, my boss wants to make sure they can trust you to start arranging things. So, you want to do, so you got to do something for us. And that... He's behind that door right over there. He points a loop further down the hall uh, to a door there where there's a couple of guys standing. Go on. Do what you want. Sorry, what? Go on. Go on. That's something I think you'd really enjoy yourself, uh, judging from a few things we heard ourselves. So, y'all, so y'all, excuse me, that, went, that was my accent coming in. So you, you beings there, and over there, get in there, and if you can get to, if you can find out for us, the person inside, where he got his stash and what happened to it, then we'll start doing business for you. He looks over at Dooley. Good business. 
you hear me? Um, yeah. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> try that again. I got that both at the same time. Start with Dooley. I, I just, I still, which is just the wrong approach. <laughs> and then, uh, Ty, what'd you say? I'm going to need a few more details before I go into this mystery room with these mystery guards. He looks over uh, and says, he looks over at Dooley, smart friend he got there. Hmm. He, uh, I'm pulls very out skeptical. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, we got somebody in there who's got your friend needs, wanting a lot of, we want to know some information about where his stash is. So, mm-hmm. what I don't see in, is what's in this for me. It sounds like it's between you and her. He looks over. And him. Well, what he owes us will give you 10%. How much is that? 4.8 mil on our end. Julie goes pale. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got any proof there's anyone in there? <laughs> yeah, I do. But I open that door. You got 10 seconds, yes or no. You hear me? It's fair. All right. Clearly not consulting Dooley on whatever's going on now. So he uh, brings the both of you over to the door, says a few things to to the other uh, big thugs, as it were. He says, uh, our new uh, compatriots are helping us out here. Open the door. One of them grunts. It's a button. Door opens. Inside is Benny, hanging from a hook by his hands. Slightly beaten. He looks like he's been hanging there for a little while. A couple of people around the around the way says, "Oh, so this is the one. Uh, uh, this is him. You recognize one of the guys inside? It's one of the guys who demanded the book." In, <laughs> I go in. <laughs> <laughs> he said. They said, "Welcome aboard. Help yourself." Door closes behind you guys. The guy does not join you. And you're inside there with one of the thugs who try to get the book from you, and Benny, hanging from a hook. And Benny looks over and says, Ty? Ty, is that you? Oh, 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 please tell me that you're here to help. I mean, I mean I've been trying to tell the guys everything, and, and they don't believe me. It's, it's, you gotta help me here, Ty! I just, like, I'm not laughing at him, but I look very, very pleased with this turn of events. And the uh, big thug there says, uh, so, uh, the boss, the ancient one, wants to, uh, know what this guy's stash was. Now, he looks over, I believe you and he know each other? He looks over at Dooley. I guess you got a bodyguard or something? We just want to, we just want to know where his stash went to. You get him to tell, we get you the 10%. You don't get him to tell, well, he looks over. Make sure the Pac Mara got a nice dinner. Hmm. He then, op- you know, he kind of knocks on the door, opens it, leaves, leaving all of you, Uli, and Benny in the room. And there you have it, Uli and Ty with Ty's mortal enemy, Benny, tied up in the room, and only they know what is going on inside. What will they do? How will they get themselves out? What will the Pakmara say when she hears about this? Will the Pakmara want a bite? Maybe now, maybe later. Who knows? But you'll know if you tune in next time 
to our great adventure of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Come, join Padini again for another story. Now, if you'll excuse me, Craig has to be somewhere here with my winnings. Craig? Craig? Oh, where is that boy? If he spent everything again, I'm going to be most cross. And that's where we end this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I hope you will continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. If you have questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL Open Gaming License of D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube, social media, and at evankingmusic.com. Please see his website for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.